This is just winging it. We're here. We're doing a, a, a virtual recording, uh, which is, you know, always just not as good, let's be honest with you. But it's going to be what we're going to have to do for a little while, it seems. Yeah, it seems like this is one of many things that we're going to have to do for a little while. This is fucking crazy. I just want to throw this, this out there. This is nuts. This is absolutely nuts. And everybody listening to this is in the same boat, so it's not like this is revolutionary news to share with anybody. Yeah. But yeah. John and I are now wrapping... Well, you've been home for a couple of weeks, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But this is this is now the end. It's late on Friday afternoon, the end of my first week of being in this home isolation situation, working from home every day. And uh, it is fucking crazy. I feel like I'm so constantly bewildered by news and by an inability to, to like think about how to like put our lives back together again. And this like constant feeling of guilt over the fact that we're able to be like safe and have a house and get paid during this time. Yeah. Being so worried about how this is affecting other people who aren't in this situation and our kids and like this, just the, the sheer... There's the wildness of the unknown right now is like really, it's really nuts. It, there, there are so many layers to it, you know, and I'm sure we'll get to a lot of it here. And of course, we're, you know, we'll likely have more episodes um, to explore this, unfortunately. I mean, I, you know, just the uncertainty of how long this will be is also part of it. But I think, um, I think getting into some of that will be helpful, you know, to, to work through. And I think that um when it comes to just winging it, this is this is certainly taking it to another level in terms of you know adapting to real situations. It's sort um, of the great. It's a great branding opportunity for our program. I got to say, it could be. I mean, for all the negative, it could also be uh, what really propels this show into the you know. Inf- what's the fummy? Fummy. Well, why isn't it f- infamy is a word? But what's fummy? Just fummy. Yeah, why I don't isn't think fummy, fummy a word? I don't think fu- just just the fun. You mean like as opposed to so like not? You mean fame? Yes, I think it's just that, fame. That would work. <laughs> fame. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you could that say fame. Yeah, fame. You know, it's funny it's, when it we just were sounds more pleasing. The idea of because uh, there's infamy, but anyway, this this could propel us. This could be it. Oh, it's like which stitches is, you know, and superstitions. I wish it didn't have to come to this, folks. Yeah, I do. Too. I would take it all back in a heartbeat. I might. You know, I mean, this is this could get us another seven subscribers, which I think you know. At the end of the day, that's pretty. It's pretty great. <laughs> um, no, I, it's funny as we were approaching this because again, this is like the end of this week, and it's kind of a moment of trying to just sort of like wrap things up, which is crazy because things. I mean, I don't know, but we, we haven't even had a chance to really talk this week. But no. like every single day has been a complete. Like I go into it with one concept of like what we're going to do, not just at yeah. work, obviously, but we work for a freaking humanitarian organization. That is also just every day having to respond in various ways to what's going on. But like also we're home with our kids and our spouses and like trying to deal with just the reality of uh, of that. And it's like every day I wake up and I kind of have this idea of what I think is going to happen throughout the day. And then mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. constantly, you know, uh, battered side to side. And then at the end of the day, I'm always like, what the hell is happening? It's it's just crazy. So anyway, all this is to say that as we were um, as we were approaching this recording just now i was thinking to myself like what am i gonna be like because i feel like i have uh i just vacillate wildly Mm. between feeling like completely hopeless and sort of a little depressed about it yep or feeling like this is a a great opportunity and i'm really lucky to be home and like i'm really and like i feel like 
this is going to force a lot of changes to happen that are going to be for the best. And like, this is a, a, a an opportunity for us to like learn and to grow as a civilization. Mm. And then this like fear that like Micah's not going to be able to graduate on time and that our kids are going to be all screwed up from this and that our 401k has gone through the floor, which it already is, you know, yeah, all of these, yeah. these things. And it's like every 10 minutes I have a different mindset. And so right now, apparently I'm like kind of manic and I'm hanging in there, but it's fucking, it's like every 20 minutes it's a different feeling. I'm with you. And and honestly, um, I've been thankful to have, you know, between work and then um, childcare to just be constantly going. And, and, and this right here, this moment is, is going to be the longest probably that I've had to really kind of talk through it a little bit. Um, you know, cause Bethany and I are also in a similar situation. Um, I want to even just like for our, for our listeners and I, we haven't even touched base you and I about what the situation is with our own sort of households right now. But um, you know, we were, we were lucky to have a few extra days of, of, um, daycare cause we had an in-home daycare, um, where Luke was going and we ended up sending Grace there as well. Uh, and they were really the only kids. One other baby was there for a couple of days. So we took advantage of that knowing that it would go away, which it, you know, now has. <laughs> so we had a few days this week where we were able to send them and, and still, um, work of course, you know, still distracted and not as productive as we would expect. Um, and now we're, uh, we're with it, you know, with many people now who are trying to balance working from home. Um, and, and Bethany's case, she's a healthcare worker. And so she's out there and she's working still. So, yeah, she's you know, still it's going, just trying right? to balance. Yeah. So it's trying to balance, you know, my schedule and working from home when I can. And of course, as you say, um, we both work at Oxfam, an organization that is um, responding and working with vulnerable communities around the world. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's for me, I'm just, I really am trying to take it one day at a time. Um, because I feel like we're in a moment right now that's going to, I mean, it's going to define our lives, you know, to, to go through this experience. I mean, this is going to get real bad in this country. Um, we're already seeing it economically, but you know, I was, I was particularly struck by, um, the daily, an interview with, uh, governor Cuomo, um, when asked about the economic toll that this will take and, you know, his decisions to like shut down businesses and, you know, the toll that it's taking on people um, around us who are now being laid off and, and worried about their future. And um, and he boiled it down to basically like, this is, this is way beyond um, finance and economics. Like this is lives, you know? And for him, the decision to do this was so clearly about the fact that it, it's going to save lives, closing down society as we know it. Um, you know, the more we do that right now, the more lives are going to be saved. And I think it's a little... I think we're seeing it in in the images and uh, just the insane stories we're seeing from Italy and other places, but it hasn't hit us yet in the same way. And that's the part that for me is just terrifying right now because, you know, it's chaos for us right now in many ways, but um, what's coming is going to be so bad. Uh, and, and, you know, just statistically, like we're all going to know people who um, are struck by this and some who don't fare well, you know, in terms of their health. So, you know, I guess I'm getting pretty gloomy pretty quick, but, um, it's the reality and knowing that that's coming, but also trying to like, you know, operate in a day to day right now. Um, it's tough. It's a lot to work through, you know, it is. And it's when it, I, I, I think similar to you, the fact that I have been going, going, going constantly has helped me to stave off that those feelings of like real anxiety and fear 
for yeah. the most part. Yes. Because when I start feeling that way, I'm like, well, I don't really have time to deal with that because, you know, That's I right. got to like teach the kids some stuff and they got to like get off the couch and we got to go do something or I have to get on this call or, you know, I have to do like, there's always sort of something to focus on, but I'm noticing at night and last night was by far the hardest one for me so far when things are quiet uh, and I'm like sitting there with Micah and I'm just thinking uh, about the enormity of what this mm. is just mm. for us and for our lives and for everybody that we know and, and how long it's been since I've seen other people. Yeah. Um, it's, it's truly, it's, it's, it's like being uh, on another, on another planet. It's like, I, I was saying that last night to Micah, I was like, I, f- I really feel like I'm watching this happen from the surface of some other world somewhere. Like it doesn't feel real, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I am going to get to see other people tonight though. We, so for our, our choir, uh, you know, there, obviously the, the church that I sing for is shut down, but there yeah. was a lot of people asking if there were going to be any, you know, cause we have a really good music program. Yeah. And also because that, that is a, I mean, a source of our you, income. You that's, lead it with your angel voice. With that's true. The voice, voice of the yeah. angels. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's called. Actually. That's your name, it's right? Voice the of the voice it, of angels. Yes. Yeah. It's like Lord of the dance, but voice of the angels. Right. Oh, Lord, oh, speaking of Lord of the dance, remember in the last episode, Lord of the turds, Henry, um, yes, is, Lord of the turds. I love that one. He is now not only pooping well, but he's pooping mm-hmm. on his own. He came out of this somehow. I'm going to totally change the tone of this for one minute. So now almost every morning, we, Henry wakes up. that. Henry wakes up and he has already taken a shit and he comes into our room and he's like, and he's like, Hey guys, he's brushing his teeth. He was whistling when he's whistling. And of course I'm like, Henry, did you wipe your ass? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, just wipe your fucking ass. I'm very vulgar with him. I'm visualizing him, you know, walking in, he's whistling. He's got a newspaper that he was just reading while he was on the toilet and he kind of just throws it down and tells you about it. Right. Yep. And he's got one of those visors. Like he's a, you know, he's got a visor. Yep. Yep. And then he walk, and then he turns around to go back, you know, to play or whatever to his playroom and you just see his butt and it's just, (laughs) you know, it's just got poop all over it. It's like coming out of his pants, you know, but he's like totally proud of himself. That's what I was worried about, but he actually is like wiping himself great, and he's like washing his own hands, and like, and I go, I go look, and like the soap is like because he makes kind of a mess when he does it, but like he's Mm -hmm. legitimately doing it on his own. So it was like right before this really big independence move that he's made, kind of prematurely because I feel like Jude wasn't doing it when he was that young. Uh, He had this like fear era, and now he's like come out of it, and he's like fucking, he's shitting like four times a day, and I mean like (laughs) real shits, like me poops. He like goes in, I'm sorry Heather, he goes in, and he just like, and he's like, dad, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go potty, you know, and he just fucking rips it and rips it, wipes himself, washes his hands, sings happy birthday, because of course that's what you gotta do, and uh, and it's amazing that like independence for him has just been that's amazing you know it's funny first of all that is amazing because i also uh, for sure i took longer than that well you struggle with that Um, you know with your own in your own life well me myself yeah yeah Yeah, you you have a lot of potty issues i know that a lot of potty issues still working through um that's the thing if you don't work through it as a kid you know it just sticks with you um or sticks on you as it were uh (laughs) that's fucking disgusting So, (laughs) so uh uh what the hell was i even gonna say about that I don't know. It's, it's a, I'm, I'm proud of him. Oh, and I was going to say, you know, the fact that he's going four times a day, I always wonder about this, like what a normal or a natural, um, amount would be not for me, but although I'm curious about that too, uh, frequency, uh, but for kids, cause like grace, I don't know about, uh, Jude, but grace will just like hold it in, um, and won't go at school. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, as she comes home, you know, she, we just lock her in the, in the, bathroom and sound the alarm everybody clears the way and she just you know 
explodes basically you call the police uh, you get the fire yeah. department outside right exactly. exactly no jude went through a long phase where he wasn't shitting at school like for kind of a long time because mm-hmm. i think a kid walked in when he was going once into the bathroom oh, and he got like a, a phobia about it yeah but he is yeah. he's over that now and he's going again i would say jude goes he, he goes once a day occasionally yeah, yeah. occasionally twice occasionally he won't go but he's he's a, he's a once a day kind of guy henry though is like a he's like a <laughs> an animal he just you know he he loves it uh what i was uh so before i was talking about you know the poop updates um i was just i, I was i was just thinking about what this means to our children that's something mm-hmm. that i've been really preoccupied by because they have i mean we have no frame of reference for what's happening but our right. kids, I mean, have even less than that. Like our our kids are waking up. Oh yeah, yeah. From their perspective, maybe this is just what happens. You know, every few years. <laughs> I mean, right? They they have no idea. So I feel like um, explaining it to the kids is a big thing, which I hope we can talk about. I, I, I you know, Jude definitely is old enough that he gets it. Like before yeah. this even happened, he was already talking about the coronavirus, and kids at school were talking about it, like a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But um. You know, I, I, Henry just, I'm sure, just assumes that we're on some sort of a vacation. Uh, and I have to say, like, in the midst of all this, I'm just, like, blown away by how resilient and, like, great the kids have been. Mm. Like, I feel like they are, and it's only been a week, but they really seem to be getting it. They seem to be okay with it. They seem to be, like, adjusting to this new normal that we have. And I keep trying to, like, reinforce to them that this is not like summer vacation this is not a break that (laughs) this is still we're going to still act like we're going to school we're still going to get dressed we're still going to do some stuff every day yeah so how do you how are you structuring your days what does it look like yeah so what what we're doing and this has kind of evolved into something that was sort of solidified yesterday we were looking at what we've been doing on the days where we felt like this was going well yeah and we feel like each of the days that goes really well has at the very least one physical activity Mm. that's kind of extended and kind of fun one like scholastic thing so like something that's not just reading or, or drawing or something but something that's like learning about something specific yeah uh, <laughs> and don't one count thing scholastic, that damn. is <laughs> <laughs> and and one thing that's kind of like an adventure so you know the the full ass special so like you know the adventure part of that could be you know we made play-doh i put that up on the page yes. something like that or something like you know going on a really long hike like we found a really cool detour in the woods that led to a trail we never found before and we ended up hiking for two hours the other day which was awesome so like so yes that's the idea is like doing some sort of a structured physical activity so yesterday uh we got some karate lesson plans from jude's teachers Mm -hmm. and jude kind of led us through the lesson plans and we had this like great hour-long karate class uh we've been doing a lot of yoga like uh so there's cosmic kids yoga on youtube which is really really good yeah yeah, i've heard of that Mm -hmm. i've heard of it i think i think maybe Um, we saw it once at a friend's house yeah yeah, it's it's awesome. It's you know it's free and it's just a YouTube channel with like storytelling, narrative driven yoga that kids can mm. kind of like pay attention to. And I appreciate so that there are that. so many free things available now that you know museums and other things are just making free freely available, which is really uh, helpful. <laughs> Safaris, concerts, totally. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as far as like the scholastic thing, uh, this there's a company called Mad Science. Do you ever go there or been to a birthday party there or anything? No. There's a couple of them around this area, but but there's one uh, that's a couple of towns away from us. It's like a it's like a chain where you can go and have like events, birthday parties, kind yeah, of yeah, things, yeah, and yeah. They'll, have, they'll like take the kids through like guided science experiments, you know, huh, that's which cool. Jude especially loves. So uh, we bought a week 
of instruction there for 80 bucks, but it means that every day the kids get like one-on-one time with a, uh, one of the instructors on zoom for an hour. Oh, that's cool. And they get to like, and so we're going to go like pick up curbside, pick up the supplies next week. Wow. And then they're going to have a week of like science experiments. They just drive really by cool. and throw the stuff out to you at this point. <laughs> yeah, <but> exactly. <laughs> they're like science. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been fun. Um, but the other thing that's helped us a lot is that we still have access to our nanny. She's still coming for a few hours every oh, week and man, covering the awesome. times when both Micah and I are so, because there's sometimes when Micah and I are really both occupied with stuff we can't really move around. Oh yeah. Yeah. And because she's so close and because, um, you know, she is socially isolating as well, other than, than us, like it's, it's pretty, pretty doable. But, um, what about you? What's working for you guys? That's awesome that you have the nanny because, you know, we similarly, like I said, we're grateful that we had for at least this week, we had just a couple, you know, nearby uh, in-home daycare where it was just this woman and and, uh, she had one other baby for a couple of the days. But, you know, we felt like it was safe enough um, to to go with that option for this week. And now daycares are going to close. So which it sounds like nannies would still be um, able to work. So that's a good solution. Um, I hope so. Yeah. So for us. Otherwise, we're really fucked. Yeah, we are. I mean, you know, we're already pretty fucked, but... We're already pretty fucked anyway. Hang on, hang on. Before you say your thing that I already asked you, I'm going to yes. cut you off again, because I forgot that before I got disrupted by the poop story and the fact that the internet broke, uh, I never explained the choir situation. <laughs> so that's true. That's going to be bugging me this entire time. I'm sure, so, I'm sure so, someone so, listening, too, was still just like hoping that you came back to this and you just delivered so go they like pulled the car over they're by the side of the highway they're They're getting anxious they're like oh my god let's see if we can Uh, i can distract patrick again off of it (laughs) yeah don't because it's very easy right now i'm very i'm even more distractible so the choir thing so so as a solution to it we did a live stream service where it was just the four section leaders Mm -hmm. when we were all observing cdc protocols so you know we're all on opposite sides of a room basically mm-hmm. with a webcam set up, and we did like a live musical stream, and like hundreds of people joined it from the church. It was a really big that's hit. Awesome. So we're going to we're going to keep doing that once a week. Now. Oh, that's so good! Um, and I'm like so excited to just go back and do that again because it's like the only time that I see people I that know. aren't in our immediate family. You know? Yes, it's crazy. Yes, I mean, just just I feel myself too craving just the human connection. Um, and you know, it's nice to be able to do it, uh, via video and we have the technology now that mostly works, but you know, there's something very different, of course, about being present with another human being. Um, Just that spontaneous, like just that the ability to just sort of be close to other people and not have to think too much about it, you know? Because yeah. even when I'm at the choir thing, like, we are, you know, I mean, we literally bring a curtain rod, so we stay six feet apart all the time, so we yeah. can, like, monitor where we are. And, like, if anybody, like, accidentally walks too close, like, we, we've made this, like, agreement that we will, like, move out of the way and, like, avoid each other. Yeah. And it's fucking, it's so intense. Anyway, I, I so mean, what are you guys doing? How's it going? Yeah, for sure it is. You know, it's funny because I feel like the social distancing thing and just, like, the way that we interact as humans... um, is going to change after this too, you know, like I already, I already am watching TV now. Um, and you know, of course stuff that was filmed way before this and feeling like, Oh, they're standing too close to each other. Like I'm noticing these things. It's so weird Me too. Isn't it? I, I never thought like yeah. there was a show we were watching the other day and they, a character like shook hands when mm-hmm. they met somebody. And I was like, Whoa, don't I do know, that. I know. So it's crazy. So that part, I mean, imagine how we're going to be feeling, you know, months from now. Um, so for us, you know, we had them, we really only had two days where we've had to figure it out without having daycare. So, you know, the first three days were, um, structured, you know, similarly in that we could bring them to daycare for the whole day. So now we're kind of just like, you know, hunkering down and getting ready for how we're going to figure it out moving forward. Um, you know, 
our oldest now, Grace, is four and a half, so um, a couple years younger than uh, than Jude. And I think <laughs> I'm I'm like debating how structured to make this because there's a part of me that. Um, Certainly, even for me, I want to make sure that my days are structured enough that I don't devolve into some like caveman again. Um, <laughs> you know, by the end of this, and I'm, I'm like legit worried that we're going to be feral by the end. Yes, of this process. exactly. So I'm I'm still trying to wake up at a reasonable time. Although it didn't help that we had the clocks change recently either. So I feel like that's still you know with me. Um, so so I'm trying to figure that part of it out, structuring the day. But I'm also like you know because they're at a younger age, I'm okay with it being a little less structured. I really like how, how you framed it in terms of, you know, making sure maybe a day hits certain, hits certain notes, right? So the fact that you have some, um, scholastic thing where they're learning something each day, the fact that they have some kind of play adventure thing. Um, and then the energy thing is also, I think a really important one. So, you know, getting outdoors, like certainly that's something I've tried to do when we can. Um, and just, you know, doing something that involves um expending some energy and certainly that is something for me too working from home man i'm so aware of just how um you know stagnant i am and uh right and it's crazy it i don't is. think i realized that until this uh, like i got a, i was getting a charlie horse in my leg oh yeah day. yeah and i was like i probably should fucking stand up right right so i'm trying to make myself just like even go on the treadmill for a few minutes sometimes in between meetings or you know i have the punching bag of course the classic so <laughs> which is now um, knocked off the ceiling I'm yeah, sure. yeah yeah now i just mount the the computer on there when i you know when i'm in a meeting so i can just <laughs> punch the thing <laughs> um can you imagine if i had in my meetings i would just you know have a camera while i was hit that would be actually an interesting way to have a meeting anyway you should <laughs> you know, I got to say, this has been an amazing opportunity for us to, we, we invested in our home gym equipment and yes. it has made such a difference right? in this because right? although during the workday, I'm not moving enough, yeah, but like same. that, that hour that we're working out with the kids has been great. And then also like Micah and I, every single night we got the, all of these, like these cards for like different circuit workouts mm. and we're just like shuffling the cards up and trying different, like, you know, chains of workouts together. That's and awesome. we got like a, we got a really nice exercise bench that's modular so we can use that. We got, uh, like, you know, um, like these fucking awesome things called power blocks, which are adjustable huh. dumbbells. Yeah. Um, that go all the way to 50 pounds. So we That's can like, awesome. use those for workouts. So, like, we're trying to, even though we can't, I mean, we literally can't go to the gym anymore. Yeah. Just, like, this feeling of going to bed having, like, moved exactly a little bit. It's, it's critical. like, such a difference, isn't it? Yes, it really is. And so, similarly with our kids, you know, I know that's going to be an important piece. And, and hopefully the weather will improve and that'll help things as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, so for me, so far, it's been fairly unstructured because it's really just been two solid days of this. But I know, you know, starting next week, we'll want to probably break down the days a little bit more so that we keep our own sanity. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll just uh, it's this thing where I want to just be prepared to kind of adapt each day. And, and Bethany will continue to work, you know, as long as she needs to. And um, we'll split the days out so that we can still alternate who's working and who's taking care of the kids and kind of manage it that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I do also, I've been really thinking about how fortunate, you know, you and I are and people who work with us, um, for starters, we, we have a job and I think some security in that this is something that we're working on. Um, and so I just, you know, I'm thankful for that. Um, because I know a lot of people who are, who are listening and out there, um, you know, they either don't have that security or have even been laid off or, or are in a difficult situation. Um, and I, I think ultimately a lot of people are going to be in that situation and we're going to have to work through it together as a country. 
Um, and you know, like I said, I think unfortunately the, the health part of all of this is what's going to get real bad. So, um, at the end of the day, you know, our economy and the money and all that stuff as, as governor Cuomo, I think so pointedly had, uh, said in the interview I mentioned, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, it does in the long run, I understand. I'm not trying to downplay at all the economic toll that it's taking on people. But I think right now our first priority has to be staying healthy. Um, so anyway, going on a bit of a tangent there, but, um, so I think, you know, we're lucky in that sense. And I also feel really lucky to be, to be working somewhere where, you know, we can actually do something, even if it's a small part that we're individually playing, um, to just help other people, you know? And so really, um, I'm so appreciative of all the healthcare workers and the people who are truly on the front lines of this right now. Um, and there is something at least that, um, is, I don't know what the right word is, liberating to some extent, but also maybe even comforting in that, you know, we can do a little bit of our part to, uh, to help in some small way. Cause there's also, I, f- I think the feeling of helplessness that is going to come for so many. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you already took that we, down. We are, we, but we are, we are really lucky. I, I, and I'm trying to really keep, keep, uh, keep that in mind, you know, cause in addition to all these other ways in which we are fortunate even though it's it's not to say that our lives have not been crazy disrupted and yeah, that there isn't yeah. all of this new uncertainty and that we're not stressed and anxious because obviously we are but like all those things in the scheme of things to be safe right now like i think it's just so impossible to remind ourselves every single day of how how truly lucky we are in this situation and also to like not take it for granted you know yeah when so when this first happened you know i, I mean we, it's so funny because i remember when, when when i left for canada because you know we were gone last week mm-hmm. i remember before that i was man talking that was you, last well, week i feel like that I was know, already so long ago crazy yeah just last week yeah before i left i remember i was kind of half joking with you like we should do a pandemic episode you know yes when, when i get back because it was like it was something that was was real and it was something that was like clearly on our minds but it wasn't something that i thought would 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 evolve like this no 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 and then while we were in canada it's just things happen so quickly so we left early we came Mm -hmm. back to into the country early because we couldn't get a straight answer from border patrol on what the situation was Mm. and i remember on my birthday which was wednesday of that of last week like that i woke up and the the world health organization had declared it in, in emergency yep and then there was you know trump doing his fucking like willy-nilly border closing things that like weren't actually official but he was saying it anyway so then yep. people had to verify it and we were out of the country you know like and, and the kids were with my parents for those days and we were having this wonderful trip but like as the trip went on more and more headlines were popping up mm. and this feeling of this unraveling was really striking because in canada last week at least there was it was not that visible like there were not yeah. that there were you know there were signs everywhere about hand washing there were signs everywhere about taking precautions but it wasn't like you know it wasn't uh as all-encompassing as i feel like it's been since i've come back i'm sure it's changed in the week right. even just the week it, that it I, probably that has but yeah, yeah right yeah um and, and, and in fact as we were driving back sophie trudeau got diagnosed that was when that announcement happened so like we were driving back from canada when the prime minister's wife was diagnosed yep. with uh covid anyway so so we make it back across the border we're driving back at night early you know we paid off the airbnb and just left mm-hmm. to make it back to the kids and and i just i'll never forget crossing the border and seeing the highway signs flashing every mile or two saying for information on covid19 see you know vermont.gov or whatever the state yeah, we were in yeah. at the time was and realizing like what was it was like driving into like when so when i was uh you know in in grad school my my friend devin who you know very well um and i we used to uh we love to like talk about hurricane statistics. Mm, that was like something mm. that we both just were kind of nerds about. <laughs> of course you would be. And so I know. 
So uh, I remember there was one time during Hurricane Sandy specifically when uh, we were driving together and we were like, let's like, you know, drive like towards the storm. And I remember we were like blasting the Inception soundtrack and like driving into the storm (laughs) system. And as we were approaching it, I was as we got closer to like the where the storm was really hitting, I was like, you know what? This is a bad idea. And I felt that that feeling of like, okay, I'm not a kid anymore. Like Mm. this is this is actual mortality. And this is something that is more powerful than I'm giving it credit for. And I had I hadn't really felt that again until I was crossing the border and seeing those signs in the highway. Yeah. And feeling like I was driving into something that I had no conception of. And I and I remember driving through, you know, the greater Boston area and seeing lights off everywhere and seeing stores that were empty and uh picking the kids up because my parents came to our place for the uh for the week and my parents were like, Don't let them go into any stores because it's things are very different now. Yeah. And I just didn't I was just exempt from that because we were just enjoying our little, you know, romantic vacation in quebec um and it it was just coming back into a different world that we'd only been gone from for three and a half days you know that's three and a half days i mean that's what's been so wild i think it just the pace at which it has changed and i think what you described there um i can relate to in terms of that evolution of um, emotions around this so there was something in the early part of it that reminded me of a storm you know you used a hurricane as an example you know similar in terms of blizzards like before before we couldn't work, you know, before we were rec- it was recommended for us to work from home, there was this sort of um, knowing that a storm was coming and a little bit of sort of excitement about, you know, the moment that we're in and like, oh, we're all going to have to go home and like prepare. And, 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 you know, excitement is maybe a weird word to use, but there is something in us. There's a reason. No, but that's real. That's it, true. It's really, and that's something that I feel every time. Yeah. yeah totally. It, it totally and is. And I feel it now, too. That, 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 that could, because you know what? Our lives are almost never actually upheaved like this. Like, we actually never have to think on our feet in, in right. any, like, really meaningful way as a, as a civilization. And there is something exciting because it, like, gets our adrenaline going, you know? Well, and, and I think, yeah, I think there's something primal there right? about, um, you know, shifting our perspective to be focused on survival again um and you know it's not every like most of the worries most of the things that get us into fight or flight mode are not truly fight or flight um and we're in a moment now where you know it's more about i mean maybe we're not quite at the survival level but like it's getting real no but we are because because we we really truly run the risk of infecting people who would die from this that to me is the thing that i cannot stop thinking about because if you or i get this we're we're fine it doesn't matter right well, it's so, so I mean, but easy to shed this. It, yeah, and so even that though is another layer to this that has unraveled a little bit for me because um so so going back to this evolution of it, you know, so there was sort of that a little bit of excitement and you know, there's a reason why we get excited and watching movies about this sort of thing, you know, and and um and so that's happening and then you know, it becomes this social distancing focus, right? Where you could be spreading it to others and, and you want to really do your part. And then there's like the guilt and knowing, oh, should I send my kids to daycare? They're still open, you know? So we ultimately decided not to send Grace to the, to the center that she was going to, even if it was open, because, you know, there was that aspect of it where you want to sort of ethically do your part. And that's still a very real thing as well. Um, but there was there was something interesting that, I don't know, I've noticed as a shift for me too, where... Um, it went from being, you know, very much focused on not wanting to spread it and being frankly thankful for the fact that, um, no one under nine has died from this and knowing that, you know, for kids, it's actually, it's not that bad. Um, and then also knowing that, you know, for young people like us, um, it also hasn't been bad. And yet that part of it actually, it's come out now that that's actually not true. 
um, that people who are from, you know, age 20 to 45, while it was the sort of message out there that, you know, mostly you should just be worried about, like, not spreading it. Um, but in fact, they're, it's, it's as high as one in five people between that age group are having to be hospitalized for this. Um, it's somewhere between one in seven and one in five. And, and once I started to hear that, I mean, as selfish as it is, it's also, you know, human nature, right, to, like, worry about our own selves and our spouses and kids. Um, and there was, I think, a shift for me where it wasn't that I wasn't taking it seriously before, but now, I don't know, now I actually worry more than I was about my own survival, you know? And and I know the odds are still way in favor of it being more mild and, you know, not being as big of a deal, but, like, it definitely has gotten me thinking again about my own survival and, like, what's going to happen, you know? Because ultimately, and the survival of people our age that we know and love, um, you know, it's going to hit it's going to hit hard. And, and statistically speaking, some people have to be the one in five or one in seven or whatever it is. So, you know, that part I think, um, is also pretty, pretty scary. <laughs> it is. And it's, and I, I feel like people listening to the show probably like have picked up on this. I feel like mortality has been a theme lately for some mm. reason Yeah, for both yeah. of us. But, but I, I, I feel like I've, I feel like I've been bringing it up a lot and I don't really know why, but it I has do been, know though. that. It's funny that you say that. Yeah. It's just coming up a lot, and, and and maybe part of it is because we're kind of transitioning into, like, our mid-30 era, <laughs> and, like, you know, it's it's just sort of becoming... Middle age. But, you know, it's like you just sort of have to, like, every few years you have to sort of reconsider where you are in life and, like, you know, what... We take stock of things. I and, think it's and, healthy, you know, yeah, yeah. We're farther away from our 20s now. Like, I, I mean, as of as of last week now, I'm equidistant between my, my 30s and my 40s, you know, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, Old man. So I think it's natural. I know. <laughs> I think it's natural to do that. But I also, like, I, I really have been thinking a lot about my health and Micah's health as well because, like, uh, it, for one thing, there is just this enormous threat now that's everywhere that forces you to think about that. But also, like because viruses react with everybody differently and because based on all these different conditions it could it could hit you very severely like it could be a very real danger for yeah. any one of us and, yeah. I, and i think that like i do also think though it's important to remember a couple of things about that one is that although one in five or one in seven young people require hospitalization that doesn't mean that they're dying from no it, right? and, the, and, and the that's the vast very true. majority yeah. of people who are hospitalized recover from it oh absolutely um, yes part of it also is i think that the earlier cases of it when it was really raging in asia before all the everything went locked down the viral load was so different mm-hmm. then because it was so much closer to the primary source and it was so much more widespread and so much less uh, there was so much less awareness around it so mm-hmm. there was a lot of like first party transmission going on yeah so people who were contracting the virus that early were getting much more intense symptoms mm. there's another layer of this which is that because this is not the flu right when people die from the flu a lot of the time it's from a recurrent bacterial infection that leads to pneumonia right yes, yes. the difference with covid19 and with coronaviruses and sars viruses like this is that that initial Infection is that pneumonial infection. Mm-hmm, it goes mm-hmm. to the lungs first, right? Yes, yes. So it's very easy to to without because because if you get if you have the flu, you start recovering from it and then you get sick again. At least you're aware that you've been sick and that things have been serious. And so you go to the hospital. You you're like you know I I should not be having a shortness of breath after I've already recovered from this, right? Right. With this, you don't have the you don't you don't have any idea that you're usually you don't know that you're infected for however long that shedding period is initially. Yeah. So all out of nowhere, you have shortness of breath, and if you're not aware that that could be a 
a real issue, it's easy to screw that up. Yeah. With young people, of course, we we have much more durable pulmonary systems. We have you know a, a much more social awareness of what's going on to, than you know people a generation ago did because of the amount of information out there digitally about this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's easier to see the signs. We're young and healthy and able to get places. We're mobile. We can get to the hospital. But um, at the same time, it is something that without treatment can very easily kill somebody. Yeah. And without even even though that treatment has of now is still just basically just supportive care, right? It's right. basically just right. hydrating and resting and to making help sure your body that people's vitals it, yeah. are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is crazy, and and we are really vulnerable because there is no you know with with in two thousand nine when you had this you know the the so called swine flu epidemic right which yeah. was the last time that there's been anything yeah I mean obviously it's nothing like this but it was it was in some ways like this. Mm-hmm. Um, like that was a strain of influenza A. That was H one N one, right? Which is the same thing that the Spanish flu was, basically. But it was just a mutation of it, so it was different. But even then, in that case, there was a context for inoculation. People had their heads around what this virus looked like. Yeah, there was a lot more treatment options in place. So, even though it was a really virulent disease, there was some sort of a context for it. I think with this, because this is a novel disease from a class of diseases that is just not that well supported mm-hmm, from a, mm-hmm. an immunology standpoint. Like this was a fucking nuke, yes, and um, and I think that's why we're feeling so so vulnerable. But at the same time, like we're all doing, you know, we us uh, on this podcast, our people listening to it, our friends and family, like we're all doing the right thing. We're staying in, we're not exposing ourselves to it. We're you know observing the CDC guidelines, and uh, and we should be fine. But statistically. Up to two thirds of the world's population could get this, right? That's right. Over the next yeah. eighteen months or whatever it is. Yeah. And so, like, we so hope like, that there's it's a just really spread good... out, right? I mean, that's exactly the best we can do here is spreading it out, you know, so that people do get the hospital care that they need, right? Um, and and you know, that's what's that's what's scary right now because it's it's unlikely that uh, you know we would stay within the limits of what our hospitals can do right now, and so you know how we manage that is going to be, I think the. I guess the test for our nation right now. Um, and yeah, the, and on, yeah, go ahead. Well, the, the other thing that's making me nervous, honestly, more than most things right now is the, because of the lack of testing mm-hmm, going on, mm-hmm. I really feel like people don't actually aren't taking the scale of this seriously. Yes. I feel like a, a lot of people have it and then they don't even know that they have it. And oh, it's undoubtedly. it's a silent problem. I mean, and, you know. Yeah. And have you also, I mean, we've talked about your, um, I don't know if you'd classify it as hypochondria, but. but but i i I notice myself right now and i mean you know we do have a uh a weak link in our family right now with bethany going out and having to do healthcare and she's not working directly with people who have COVID 19 but uh or at least that we know of but um but i we also do like any little thing you know we're like very aware of um you know luke had a cold which i mean i felt pretty confident about that because it started with like uh, you know runny nose and normal cold stuff that is not part of the COVID nineteen. Um, but for me, I'm definitely like very aware of like you know pain that I feel in my chest lately, which is also probably just a cold. But um, you know, I think the fever is the the big tip off. But it's scary um, when you're talking about something that you we don't have a test for and you just don't know whether you literally could have it right now. Um, and I know I don't want to be like dramatic about that because there are clearly some symptoms that you could look out for, but have you experienced that at all? Oh, oh constantly. Oh, yeah. I, I'm super panicked about it. <laughs> uh, every every time I clear my throat, I'm, A, I'm like, I hope nobody hears me do this because they're going to think something's <laughs> I know, wrong. I know, I know. 
but also like I just I, I'm I'm really keeping tab. You know, I mean, we're taking our family temperatures like every couple of hours. Oh yeah, just because yeah. we keep the thermometer out like in a common area. You know, this, is, this would be a good moment for our Tylenol. I don't know if you remember this. I think what was it called? Tile, tile. It was. <laughs> I have no. It was clue going to be some kind of about. tile thing that you attach to your forehead, and it's a delivery mechanism for Tylenol. Oh yeah, but also oh, that's it takes right. the, your the device. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So this right. would be a good. That would be a good that. time for it. Yeah, yeah, we should work on that. We'll work on. No, that. it's not every couple of hours, but like, but you know, in the morning, <laughs> and then like usually before bed, just to kind of keep tabs on. Oh it. yeah, yeah, we're doing it a lot. But, yeah, but both of our kids have like a minor cold too, because like this is when that's happening. Of so course, there's also that. I don't know. It's just it's just crazy. But I have to say that like I've noticed this week I've felt. Um, a lot better doing this, like just catching up with friends yeah, on video, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, like I've done that a couple of times and it's, and it's been really good. You know, we're calling our families a lot on FaceTime yes, just to sort of check in with them. And we've been doing this with um, kids now too, where, um, even today, actually they always have, um, their Grace's school has uh, show and tell. And so a bunch, a few parents arranged for a remote one that we did today, which was kind of fun. So like five different kids, you know, are on and, and uh, we've been connecting with some friends too that way with the kids. And, and it is so helpful just to get that socialization too. So I'd add that to to your list that you went through earlier of how to structure days. You know, we're feeling like mm-hmm. that's a really important one to try and do as much as we can with as well. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Having a social component too that we kind of build in. Yeah. I do want to clarify too, like it's not, so we're not coming up with an agenda because like <laughs> every family is different, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know some people are like being extremely structured about it. Like for us, uh, we don't feel like that's necessarily helpful or that we really need it, but it's more like having a couple of categories that we know we like and that have some regularity and then the kids oh, help yeah. decide what order we do that. things in so like mm-hmm. you know so if it's like time to do the physical activity and people are kind of feeling up for it like we'll kind of knock that out and we'll decide what it is together like yeah. we'll go through some options and you know um but something for me that has been really helpful is for the first few days of this week you know i was basically just in a t-shirt and sweatpants you know yeah yeah and uh and just kind of like rolling out of bed not even like showering <laughs> before my first call and just sort of you know like doing that and and I've decided to like not so like I, I wear work clothes yeah you know I get up the, as early as I normally would uh, I still like make sure I stop and have lunch at some point for real and like you know go downstairs and see the kids um, and like and then like once work is done like you know when we get off this call and I send one more email out like I'm going to like change back into t-shirt and sweatpants be, yes. be chill be relaxed totally but, like, with that, you just the the pattern of doing that mm-hmm. I feel like I don't think of myself as a pattern based person but I am like this this. Well, we all are. I mean, yeah, our brains, you know, that's how they work. So, I mean, to some extent we all are, but I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that was something I was very aware of early on, even just with waking up at a reasonable time, you know, not getting too off schedule. And, um, you know, of course I'm still always wearing pajama pants during these calls because, you know, why would you, why, (laughs) why would you bother, um, on the pants front? But God help me if I ever in the, in the course of one of these work meetings need to stand up, you know, I'm like wearing leopard print, uh, pajamas or something. (laughs) Just assless, assless chaps. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with John? Oh man. But on that note, it is actually also really fun to like connect with people that we work with now and seeing their homes and their kids and, you know, that aspect of it where it's like actually more human, you know, um, but you know, I will also very much look forward to working together in a room with people. Um, yeah. And and it is is amazing how this has brought out me too. I think it's amazing how this has brought out in some ways the best though in us just already. I, I really feel closer to a lot of people yeah especially at work because i I feel like we're all being much more vulnerable you know Mm, like i I feel like we're all being a lot more honest about 
just sort of like how hard this is and about not being available because of like because so, sometimes you know what like you just don't feel like it like sometimes yes. you're not in a great spot and be having that kind of awareness of that and being okay with people calling out of meetings because they just don't like feel like they can really do it right now and stuff yeah. like that's something that I don't feel like we did in the past and I, I really hope that after this has passed to whatever extent it does when we're all back you know physically working together and seeing each other and stuff that we carry some of that grace forward with us mm. and we remember to like to like look out for each other's just look out for each other to get out of our silos more to remember that this is water and to like remember you know like it's funny the book of joy i, I sent my friend jamie uh that book the other day because we were just sort of talking about this and you know as oh nice yeah, how great it was. yeah. And, like moments like that like i've been sending more surprise packages to people lately mm. from amazon hopefully you're not you know, touching amazon first, clearly yeah. it's a business sneezing on them <laughs> yeah anything. i'm first i'm sucking on the package <laughs> erotically uh <laughs> but just like that this those little like trying to find ways to, to just sort of just drop in with people i check in with people more you know yeah. i mean i yeah. feel like yeah every day i'm like you know asking if people are doing okay you know like seeing like sharing more pictures so no, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help us, I think, in that way. I think so. And maybe that's a good note to end on just that, you know, this is a moment that will uh, change all of our lives and one that I think will likely, you know, define our nation for a long time and our people. I mean, our generation, you know, having gone through this. Um, and I think, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just thinking now in this moment that they refer to, uh, I believe this is true. Um, no one's going to fact check me. Uh, that the generation that went through the Great Depression is known as, you know, the great the greatest generation, I think, still. So uh, I think we're going to knock them off that title and take Yo, over. Yo, we coming for them. <laughs> the greatest. I don't care if you survive the Dust Bowl, okay? The, gr- <laughs> the greatest generation is about to come. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, in all the seriousness. Even, even I, more greatest. Yeah, yeah. This is a moment for us, I think, to really, you know, hopefully shine as humanity and not devolve into... Uh, the worst version of ourselves. Um, I hope that that, you know, I believe I have that optimism and I think that we can pull together and do that. And uh, I'm really, I'm really thankful to have, um, I'm thankful to have a friend like you, Patrick, to check in on and, or check in with, uh, but I'll check in on you too. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you can check in on me too. Yeah. Just to make sure that he's like still alive and, you know, not burning things. Right, right, right. That you didn't go too full ass with your adventure. Uh, Mm. (laughs) No, but I mean, you know, we got to check in on with each other and take care of each other. I think we're going to need that kind of connection more than ever. So, uh, me too. Yeah. And that's why I'm proposing live on the air that we go back to weekly for the time being. Oh shit. Way to put me on the spot. Let's try it. Let's do it. You have to say yes to this. I mean, what the fuck else do we have to do? I, I, you know, well, it's, I think it's, I think it's a mental health thing. I think it's really, it's really going to be useful for us. Even if we don't always put them out every week, let's at least record or get to talk once a week and just sort of catch up. Uh, and in the meantime, listeners, like we we miss you and we want to engage with you. And this is not like a business thing. This is not like you know we're not even <laughs> like joking. Like we're not saying go tell people about the podcast or anything. Like but just like in general, like we we you are part of our extended family, and and some of you are literally our family too. That is true. Um, and we and we <laughs> it's it's important to connect. And so let us know how you're doing. Let us know what's working for you guys. Let us know what you're having a hard time with. Um, and let us know uh, if if you have things you want us to like look into and to help yeah, figure out yeah. for you. If there's some things we can sort of share in that way, we can do some research, but we, this is a time to connect. And, and if, if just wing it has taught me anything, um, it's that John has wide ankles uh, <laughs> and also that <laughs> connection is really important because it's, what's going to get us through this. Yeah. Forget about the IBM computer, whatever the hell that thing's called. Uh, what is that called? 
This joke is. <laughs> just what the fuck long. are you talking about? The ankle? We the, the, the IBM Deep Blue? No, I just loved how how you framed it in terms of our audience. You know, if they want our brain, like if they want us to look into something for them, you know. Oh, so forget, yeah, yeah. Forget about Watson. You know, just give us right, the challenge Watson. that you're facing right now, and we're gonna work through it on air, and we'll get you an answer. Yeah, it's not gonna be good. No, but it'll be an answer. It. Yeah, it'll be an answer. <laughs> All right. right. Hang in there, everybody. See you guys. We're going to get through this. See you later. Let's wing it. Bye. Bye.